Welcome to the Breaking Bots Podcast. Please put on your safety goggles, tighten your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. Here are your hosts, Brian and Cam. Alrighty, folks. Welcome to this week's episode of Breaking Bots. It's going to be a big one. Yeah, I, I got a little uh, overly aggressive this week. I had um, <laughs> I, I already had uh, Ribot scheduled, and they're fantastic, by the way. It's a great team. Wildly underestimated how uh, funny and amusing those guys were going to be. But we had, you know, fairly... especially after the podcast. Oh yeah, always. But they they <laughs> they are fun. You know, the college kids they they are having a good time with this event. I think so. You know, it was a lot of fun for them and. That makes it a lot of fun for us to hear about them too. So, but uh, we had a bit of a controversial match this week in the Gruff Tombstone match, which, you know, outcome aside, was a great match. It was probably, yeah. I, I'd say, top five for the season to this point. I think Jason says that too. Yeah, I mean, it's always uh, pretty entertaining. Went the full three minutes uh, with both bots working. So. That's always going to be a fun time. So yeah, since uh, you know, I I kind of wanted to hear from the team themselves because I thought Gruff had a spectacular showing in that match, and you know they definitely seem to have won over the fans and the uh, BattleBot community in that one afterwards. So so we brought in uh, Jason Ryan and uh, team captain Sam McAmis from Gruff to uh, tell us a little bit about that match and uh, you know where they're going to be headed going forward. Yeah, and uh, well. Not really headed forward because they can't tell us that. Nah, I just mean you know, like in the future. Oh, for like they next said, season, if if there's well, when there is a next season. Yeah, because they already said you know Come that on, they Discovery, were next season. Let's do it. You know that they were tooling around and kind of making mental notes and everything. So yeah, and then after that, we have a uh, three members of the Ribot team. We have a uh, team captain David Jen. Um, Carl, if I screw your last name up, I'm sorry, Ellers. And, <laughs> Is that his nickname? Uh, I think it's just Ellers, E-H-L-E-R-S. <laughs> I know, but you gave him a good middle name. Oh, <laughs> Carl Ellers? No, you said, sorry if I screw your last name up. Oh, yeah, that's a big last name. I wouldn't put that on the uh, <laughs> Put that on your boxing trunks. And Tim Bell, that one's easy. I can't butcher that one up. So, cool, guys. Fun, uh, fun conversation with them, and uh, hope to have them back on. Hopefully... Hopefully, maybe they can tag along with uh, Jonathan and Huge and come down to Orlando. Yeah, I mean, it was it, it was some good interviews this week, uh, both on the controversial side, as you would say. Yeah, where uh, you know Tombstone gets the victory over Gruff, and then you know Ribot got pushed around a little bit this week, but they, the guys took it in stride. And it's always fun when frog parts are flying around the arena. So, oh yeah, I think that was a little uh, <laughs> that had a little bit of a local flair against um, Sawblaze and Jameson Go, another uh, Boston area team. Yeah, which I did not realize. Yeah, so I, I think that puts a little extra fun to it. Kind of like, um, kind of like say if you got Rotator versus Witch Doctor a couple seasons back. I think it just, yeah. it means a little bit more to them, knowing it's kind of you know for for hometown bragging rights. All right, well, since we, we have a double feature today, we're just going to get into it. And uh, first up, we have, well, which, so which one do you want to do first? Yeah, we can lead off with Gruff. Uh, we'll just right. get to that hot button issue, and we'll have uh, Jason Ryan and Sam McCamus on. Tell us about that match. All right, well, more. after the break, come for the Gruff. Stay for the Ribot.
Alrighty, folks, and we are back. And round one of the doubleheader this week, we have returning guests. Yes. Uh, go, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was going to say, you go, you go ahead. Fresh off an exciting and, dare I say it, controversial match against Tombstone. You and the controversy. I know. I, <laughs> I, I love So we welcome back uh, team captain Sam McCamus and Jason Ryan, who we did not get to talk to the first time. So how are you two doing tonight? From Team Gruff. From Team you gotta Gruff. got to throw that in there. So how is everybody? Good. good. So um, <clears throat> I guess we'll, we'll get right into the Tombstone fight. I was yelling at the TV a little bit, but you guys seem to take it well. So can you take us through um, that match, first of all, like what your plan was going in and how you felt you executed it during that fight? So our plan was, you know, Basically, what what you saw was to just run into him over and over again. And, <laughs> and see what Fair enough. We were hoping that uh, um, he would he would bounce around a little bit more. Um, we got that that one time that he hit us and he flew into the screws. We were hoping um, we get a few more of those. Now. I'm not going to lie, I was kind of rooting for the flamethrower to blow up at one point because that would have been spectacular and, you know, maybe done some damage to him. But it, so what, I mean, how, how much damage did you guys exactly take in that fight? Obviously, you were still running at the end of three minutes. Um, so the things that, I, obviously, the flamethrower took quite a bit of damage, but it was mostly just to the actual nozzles. Mm-hmm. Um. The mechanism itself was still functioning at the end of the match, but it's actually kind of interesting. Uh, in the last 30 seconds, we never used the flame again, and it had nothing to do with anything mechanically wrong, but one of the hits had actually closed our valve. Oh. So we were we were completely unable to use the torch, but not because he had broken it, just because it, it, it was closed off. And now, do you think that that kind of swung the favor as far as the damage points were concerned? Because that seemed to be the only real thing they could point to either way as far as visual damage that either team took. Well, with about 15 seconds left, um, we had a little bit of trouble getting uh, high-centered on one of the bolts that he actually cut loose. Okay. Because, like, after he flipped us, or after we flipped him over, um, his blade was actually running above, like, all of our armor. And he came along and cut one of the long bolts that like help mount the arm. Mm-hmm. He cut the the end of it off, and it uh, dropped down and like started hanging out of the bottom, and basically worked its way out and lifted one of our sides up off the ground. Okay. And so, like the last fifteen seconds, but basically right before we actually like lifted him all the way up in the air, uh, he. Um, we started having drive uh, problems. Okay. But then, uh, like, right after the match was over and we were trying to go back to our square, we uh, drove over the kill saws and the bolt fell out and then we drove back to the uh, our square without any problems. Hmm. So it's kind of signifying that there really wasn't much damage taken. Now, how thick is the metal on over the flamethrower? Because like we said, that seemed to be the only thing that they really sheared off, but that's easily the thinnest part. I mean, I've seen this thing up close and that can't be more than 
I mean, half inch at most, but I don't even think it's that thick. No, it's it's pretty much um, it's eighth inch in some spots, and mm-hmm. then most of it is actually just sixteenth inch. It's it's pretty much just dust cover, and anything that hits it's going to go through it. Okay, so that's kind of I mean, not shocking that that hit that, but um, now I get one of the things I noticed too is I mean. Sam, you're a pretty laid-back guy, but they kind of showed you up close as the match started, and you really look <laughs> dialed in there. Uh, are you just you know, 100% concentration at that point? Because that's about as serious as I've seen you pre-match. Uh, it, was, it was just all adrenaline. I've never felt like I did before that fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in all, like, all of my fights, I've never actually had like adrenaline really hit me like that. It was like, I can see everything. <laughs> and like the whole fight was just in, in slow motion. Like I felt like it was like a 10 minute long fight. Uh, Jason, how were you feeling during that fight? Were you uh, nerves of steel or were you all adrenaline too, or somewhere in between? No, it, it was, it was intense. I mean, we, we found out about this fight, I guess the afternoon before. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was probably about 24 hours before okay and and it was it was intense from that moment i mean sam actually wasn't there when they came to the pits and let us know that we had the fight and when he first said it i thought i thought the uh the guy was joking he's like all right you guys got tombstone tomorrow and and we're like wait what tombstone (laughs) i'm like we're we're a rookie and we're not having the best season so far record wise and and you gave us the tombstone fight yeah so <laughs> he's like, oh, wait, that's weird. Looks at his paper. He's like, nope, definitely Tombstone. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> the first thing I did was go find Sam. I'm like, oh, man, I got to let him know. <laughs> we, were, we were excited from the start because mm-hmm. it's great for us to get that fight. Agreed. Because it's, it's, it's Tombstone. Yeah. I mean, even, even a loss against Tombstone. I, I, I know that Gruff isn't the best bot in this competition, right now Mm -hmm. but i we knew going in that he was going to be one of the toughest ones there yeah and i don't think they were going to give that fight to just you know some also ran or anything like that i mean they're tombstone doesn't get those uh you know those easy w's essentially you don't see him getting the gemini fight (laughs) oh yeah i was gonna abuse somebody else but yeah now um, gemini is my abuse bot of choice (laughs) so (laughs) Now, you know, I don't want to, like, rub this in or anything, but after the fight, did you guys, I mean, it looked like a couple of your teammates felt like that. Did you feel like you won, or were you just excited about, you know, how you pretty much just left it all out there? Um, I was just, you know, I was just happy that we survived and that we were running well the entire time. Mm -hmm. I also feel like the crowd was kind of hyping us up. I mean, it's... It is a controversial win. I think with the way the rules are stated, it was it, it might be a fair call. Um, but it's one of those wins that that in a different situation, a different rule set, easily would have gone the other way. And the crowd, the crowd was going nuts. Yeah. I mean, they <laughs> they they. I, I think uh, Kenny actually mentioned when he was interviewing Sam that uh, the crowd didn't necessarily seem to agree with the decision, 
and it was it was wild. They were they were cheering for us like crazy, walking off the stage. They were booing him. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was just an absolute blast out there. I think we were just enjoying the, the crowd loving us so much. I would too. Now I I love Tombstone. I love Ray. Uh, in my opinion, that really was a fight that could have gone either way. Like either. Either bot getting the win, I wouldn't have been surprised. But well, let's all be honest. That's that's just that's a victory Tombstone gets for being Tombstone. I think. Well, it's it's a little bit of that, but at the same time, I mean, you can look at the scoring uh, rules, and one of the things that that I think kills us a lot is it very specifically says that aggression points cannot be scored by flamethrowers. Okay. So flamethrowers get. Absolutely no points as far as that goes. That's kind of weak because flamethrowers, in my opinion, are pretty aggressive. <laughs> I agree, but I think that's something that, that Sam set out with with his, his torch design. And correct me if I'm wrong, Sam, but I think that's one of the things that, that he really set out with and I really got behind is we're trying to prove that a torch is a weapon. A flamethrower is a weapon that fits battle bots. Oh, yeah, especially yours. I mean, some of them look like they're just for show. Not gruff. Not at all. Uh, now, I'm curious, too. Uh, you guys went in a lot with the forks up. And I, what was the strategy there? Were you basically just trying to, you know, wedge under them and push them around? Or did you just, were you afraid that the forks were going to get in the way or that they were going to get knocked off by his blade? Um. It, the thing is with the forks is it gives them something to catch really easy. Yeah. And, you know, we 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 figured that, you know, I guess we kind of wanted that, but there was no point in, like, if we run into him with the forks, he's just going to hit the forks and we're both going to go flying before we can get a lift in. So there's not really any point in just ramming them into him. Because it's going to do exactly what we did with the the bar that we welded on the front. We're both just going to go flying, and then you know we'll see where we go from there. So there wasn't any point in damage like running them in. We felt because it was like we wouldn't be able to get a lift by the time you know it's just going to be an impact, and we're going to go flying anyway. Yeah, I think you just have to use the excuse that look what happened the last time we used the forks. They got caught in the floor. I mean, <laughs> that's. That's, that's to me all the, that is all the justification you need for not using the forks the whole time. And I'm well, not on, yeah, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. On top of that, those those forks are designed, they have just as much downforce as they do upforce. So part of the plan there was not just to be able to uh, uh not not to get them out of the way. I mean, yes, it, obviously it, it's advantageous for us if they're still working. But the other thing that we were trying to do was we were trying to attempt to to uh to clamp him Mm -hmm. if we could land a clamp anywhere that was not in the wall (laughs) we could have blown him with the torch yeah the problem is torch rules don't you're not allowed to use them against the walls so that's that's probably something not a lot of people know because i had no idea about that yeah the rules when we got there torches are not allowed to be over four feet long in in the flame length and then you're also not allowed to use them within four feet of the wall Ooh, see, I'm learning so much about flamethrowers now. Yeah, I heard. Um, <laughs> yeah, I heard free shipping got in a little trouble doing that. Sober. What was that uh, same sort of thing? Also, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, go. Ahead. Uh, it's the sort of thing. Also, like um, the uh, like strike zone in baseball, where like you're trying to like work the refs. Like they'll let you 
use fire against the wall sometimes, but like you're, you know, you're, you're kind of trying to work it and let, you know, oh, that was, you know, I don't know about that. Yeah. Kind of put, pu- kind of push the rules, work the corners a little bit. Make sure bit. you're doing it away from the walls. Cause I'm guessing that's kind of why they have that rule. Cause I mean, yeah, during the fight, it's kind of hard to be perfect. And we're not second guessing anything here because this was a near perfect match from you guys. I don't know what more you could have done. I mean, it just looked like Ray put his bot back together spectacularly well, given the circumstances. But now, I, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jason. I was just going to say, absolutely. That thing, I mean, I was amazed that, that he went three minutes functioning as well. I mean, it, those were some nasty hits to both of us. And I, I know that Gruff can handle them, but it was it was honestly just an impressive fight that both ba- both bots went three minutes, both bots held together nearly perfectly. I mean it was it was pretty incredible fight all around. Now the slam when you picked him up and slammed him down, that was awesome. Were you a little scared possibly that his blade was gonna get caught up in you though? Or was it just such a great moment that you were just like you know, complete adrenaline at that point? Oh, it was just so awesome that we were able to do that because, like, we have a history of being able to do that. And to this point in BattleBots, we really hadn't gotten, like, a good suplex in and, like, to show what we can do with the lifter. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was awesome to do that with Tombstone and just lift him up above us and, and slam him down. So... In the end, we actually flipped him back right side up because uh, he has spent most of the fight upside down. Yeah, and I also think that that helped him in like the damage category because being upside down, his his blade like wasn't as effective, and so we it, we actually helped him out in the end by flipping him right side up with that. But I still think it was totally worth it for just for that. <laughs> moment that's going to be a a, pic- a good picture that's mounted and framed on the wall so absolutely <laughs> yeah, put that above the fireplace now <laughs> I, I mentioned earlier about the desperado tournament can we go back to that for a second um why what is your guys's opinion when obviously it's a, a bad opinion of the floor when when you get stuck like that was there any kind of consolation from like the the battle bots people is and like I mean, you were just driving around, and your fork gets stuck like four inches into the kill saw slot. Did they not <laughs> used to move, guys, when that happened? Like, stuck floor rule? Sorry, uh, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I thought that was... I thought that used to be a thing. So, they did say something to us. I, I think Sam might have heard it better than <laughs> I did. There was some kind of ruling that they made about the unstick situation. What was that, Sam? So they they have different rules about like when it happens and what they'll do, but basically it goes towards making good TV. So thing if it happens in the first minute of the fight, they'll reset it and basically pick the match up and um, go on from there. But if it happens later than the first minute, you know you're on your own. Okay. They figure, you know, you've had a good fight, you know, it's a good fight, and then, you know, if that happens, tough luck. 
That's the I stupidest think it comes thing down I've ever to, heard. <laughs> <laughs> I think it comes down to it with it being in the last ten seconds like that. It's better for them. They prefer a knockout over a judge's decision because a knockout. There's nothing that fans can complain about. Yeah, like us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. A knockout is a knockout. The match was over. The bot couldn't move. You get the knockout. True. Now, in in the Desperado 2, you guys have beaten, uh, well, you beat Toro Maximus before at Robo Games. So were you kind of hoping that you would get a chance at uh, Minotaur in that? I mean, I'm sure you yeah. were, but were you feeling confident if you could have gone into that? We, I was actually really happy with the bracket going into the Desperado. Like I was thinking that it, it was going to be pretty good because uh, we knew if we won, we got, would you know we'd fight Minotaur, and I felt pretty confident against them because the last time we fought them, our motors fell out, Oof. and so that was actually one of the big redesigns uh, for BattleBots was we added like six pounds of motor mounts to make sure that no matter what happens, the motors aren't going to go anywhere. So I, I we thought felt- by motor mounts you might have meant duct tape. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was a substantial amount of UHMW that basically locks those motors. They're, they're locked in place. I mean, they, Tombstone didn't even move any of them. Yeah, I've, I've seen so, that up close. I can, I can tell that that's not going anywhere without just a ridiculous amount of force. Absolutely. So, all right. So, and speaking, of, you know, I was talking about Robo Games. Now, the decision in the Tombstone match is that something that maybe if that was at Robo Games, you expect to get the win, but at BattleBots, you know, different scoring, it kind of makes sense that you didn't. Or because I've heard that from some people that said, "Yo, if this was at, you know, Robot Wars, Gruff would have won this easily." I think most other rule sets, uh, we would have won that that fight. Okay. Uh, Robo Games or or Robot Wars, uh, but BattleBots puts so much of aggression on using your weapon mm-hmm. that, like, we we really had no option but to tie on aggression because we were a lot more aggressive, but. Not, but only you know half of that was was with our our weapon. Whereas he attacked us a lot less, but every time he attacked us, it was with his weapon. And so, BattleBots rules you have to split aggression. Um, whereas Robo Games, like that's you know probably uh, you know a four-one aggression in our favor or something like that. Okay, now, my one beef with that is, you know, I mean, obviously, yeah, I mean, they, they do the three, is it three points on aggression? But No, it's three damage to aggression to all right. control. So, Ray just flips a switch. He's not necessarily doing anything aggressive. He's just flipping a switch on. So, my thinking and my, you know, the, the, I was kind of, you know, pissing and moaning on Reddit a little bit, is I thought they should have split the aggression points one to one, and that would have... At least in uh, BattleBots, Bad Boy Derek Young's uh, ballot, that would have pushed uh, that would have pushed Gruff over four to three. So, is there well, any? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. The aggression was split one one. Oh, it was okay. They gave him all three points of damage. That's it. All right. Hmm. And then you so guys. Then, g- 
that that splits it four three with us getting all the control points. I don't think there was any way that you were going to get around that. We had all the control in that match. All right. I mean, it, <laughs> you could argue we were in control nearly one hundred percent of the time, except maybe those last ten seconds where Sam said we were having a little trouble driving. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's it, it stinks that something it's as flimsy as you know, like you said, an eighth of an inch steel gets nicked, and that's three points for damage. I mean, I guess we just. Now, did you guys happen to take a peek at Tombstone afterwards and see if there was any more damage under the hood that we didn't see? Um, so actually, uh, we did pierce one of his, uh, like the bulkhead that goes between his blade and uh, like motors. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually jammed the forks through that. I think one of the times that we like jammed the forks like into into the blade he like forced the forks into like into that bulkhead so we went straight through that but it didn't really have an impact on anything okay and then one of his batteries actually like was swelled and was about to like go up he said you know if if it had gone another 30 seconds like he would have been on fire again <laughs> oof <laughs> it's so close in these sometimes just an inch or a couple of seconds can make a huge difference so i mean that's unfortunate for you guys but i will say this i'm you know you got a huge response from the crowd and then i mean maybe this was edited from tv but it looks like you guys got a standing o back in the pits so you didn't get the win but how did those two feel for you i mean it was it was awesome like we did get a uh, like a standing ovation from all the builders when we came back is nice. You know, it was it was, that was awesome. Um, and you know to have the the support of the crowd was it was awesome. Like we, it was it was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think most of the other builders that were there would probably agree with this. That it, it really was. I mean. Whoever wins it, I really think that was one of the best matches of the competition, at least at this point. Yeah. I and and I think everyone recognized that. And like he said, it, it's the second we started rolling back in the door, there was applause, there was cheering, everybody got up. It was it was really fantastic for us. Now for the the fight night rounds, you know, everybody gets four fights. Do they count the Desperado tournament towards that or are we going to get to see Gruff one more time at least? Or can we not say at this point? All right, I'll, I'll, no, I just want to know if there's any if there's going to be a, another fight out there. I was going to maybe a rumble or maybe I can ask a way around this. Okay, is it possible that Gruff is having another watch party? <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, I'm so free on Fridays now. Nice. We we certainly cannot confirm nor deny more fights going ahead. Okay. Um. Uh, now, yes this and is no what... to your first question. The very first part of your question was like, does it count towards regular season? The answer to that was, seemed really unclear. I think what it comes down to, as far as the number of fights that everybody gets, it really comes down to what the judges needed to see, or what what the, the uh, what's the word they use, selection committee needed to see in order to decide whether or not people belonged in the tournament. Okay. Uh, so it's, 
I mean, I know that, that some some people didn't get four fights. Some people, I mean, some people that were in the Desperado ended up with a lot more than four. I mean, I think uh, Black Dragon already has five recorded fights or something like that. Yeah. So it's it, it really just comes down to what they need to see to make their decisions. So we can't we can't confirm nor deny another fight. Fair enough. I don't know. This is where the internet and podcast sleuths they key on when you you said fights earlier. So <laughs> keeping my eye out on for that one. <laughs> and don't you haters spoil it if you if you already know we don't want to know yeah it's true God. that's why we're not trying to poke <laughs> no, to try no, to get no. extra intel because we're perfectly happy watching this I, is new and me yelling at the tv friday night like you know it's it's can put it best i just want to know if there's a watch party i'll be able to go to <laughs> <laughs> but that's what facebook is for so we'll, we'll find out at a later date i'm sure yeah Absolutely. Or maybe you can come hang out. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't even put out a watch party, even if we're not in the tournament. We might still have one just to just to show it off to everyone. All right, cool. Because, yeah, we'd like to come back and do that again because that was a lot of fun. Might even uh, I don't know if uh, John's going to have one if they ever air an extinguisher fight, but I know he wants to. So maybe you guys can come hang out there if he finally gets to have one. So, for sure, yeah. definitely. Yeah, they had them lined up for the bonus fights, and then uh, Science Channel just... I guess decided not to do that forever, <laughs> or I guess not ever, but... So I guess maybe we haven't seen the last of Gruff yet, but as far as this season goes, did you accomplish your goals getting there? I mean, I know I'm just going to... Okay. Assume, yeah, did, do you think that you accomplished what you set out to going in? I don't even know if, it, it, if this is hard to talk around because of the NDA, but did you feel <laughs> satisfied with uh your season at BattleBots, i guess maybe that was an easy just yes or no i guess I, okay go ahead sam i, I was saying, i i think we made it a name for ourselves like going out there like the builders all knew who we were mm-hmm. but you know aside from that you know gruff who's that and now you know now everyone knows who that is so. exactly. all right jason but what about on to- you on, to- on top of that I think a major goal this season um, was was to show people what a flamethrower can be capable of. Mm-hmm. And I think there are a few people out there now that, that are afraid of fire. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was something important for me going into this tournament, is to make these people realize that I can kill you with fire. Right. And I will be happy to do so. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen some mel- more melty tires. That would have been fun. But yeah, I mean, I was impressed with the flamethrower. They, you know, the, the first fight they teased it and they said, you know, uh, Sam said he's got a pretty impressive flamethrower. And then they threw the when it works out there. But you didn't really <laughs> need it for that first fight. But then after that, um, it was pretty impressive. Like even the Copperhead fight, I was impressed with that thing. And I mean, if you could have just got him pinned in the corner a couple more times, that's another fight I thought very easily could have gone in your favor. And that's a big thing that I'm I'm hoping maybe we can work through with them in the future. I would love to see torches. I, I would love to see the the torch handler's hands untied myself. <laughs> yeah, because I can't use it in the corner. I can't use it on the wall. True. It's so hard to land a good grab. I mean, there's some bots that are excellent at at the grapple. I mean, you look at you look at Kraken, you look at Quantum. They can get those grabs in the middle of the arena. 
it's so hard to build a bot that's capable of getting those grabs like that. Yeah. And and that's that's what we're missing right now in order to be able to actually get a KO with our torch. Mm-hmm. So we're we're working on some some solutions to that problem. But at the same time, I'd love to see the 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 rules opened up. I'd love to be able to just take them to the corner, blast them with fire, and get that KO. Well, maybe when the arena is not held together with duct tape and chewing gum, they'll let you do it. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously it's kind of on its last legs there. So um, you guys are already thinking, when does the uh, tinkering start as far as maybe you know a, a new design in CAD or just messing with stuff in the uh, garage? When does that start taking place? Or has it already? Let me uh, see. If- oh, go ahead, Sam. Uh, actually, <laughs> I started uh, working on a new uh, torch design on the way uh, back from uh, Hickory, uh, I guess. Oh, yeah. Weeks ago. <laughs> so, Jason was driving. I'm working on the doing sketches in the past. <laughs> okay. I'm also trying to see. There's there's something about a clamping design. I'm trying to remember when Sam sent that. I think it was only a few weeks after the tournament. Wow. I want to. See, <laughs> I I think it was probably like June. Hmm. It was the next month or something like that. And Sam started sending us. Okay. Try and be able to clamp better. Gotcha. Does. Does watching the matches on replay kind of help you also make mental notes as far as what to possibly improve on next season? I I think it does absolutely. Okay. I mean, we looked at a few different things. Like one one great example. That's another thing we're we're trying to sort out a situation that could help us. Uh, that that KO against Endgame. Okay. The Desperado tournament. Um. Our fork just dropped right on in there. <laughs> now, we do have a system that controls the ride height of those forks. Okay. Those forks are not supposed to be touching the ground until we force them down. All right. And we have had some issues with that system in the past. And in this case, I don't think we actually got it dialed in before the match. But... We're, we're also, that's another thing we're looking at is, is trying to figure out what went wrong. So it, like I said, in that match, you saw things like the forks that just dropped right in. So we need to look at that system and figure out maybe there's an easier way to set it. Maybe there's a better way to set it so that we don't have to adjust it as much. And then there's another thing from that match too, was that corner that dropped down when we got hit. That's something we've never experienced before. So being able to look at that and see what happened there really is going to help us going forward as far as figuring out how to configure our armor so that doesn't happen again. Okay. In your defense, Endgame just punted Cobalt in a way that would make the Buccaneers jealous. So, I mean, it held up pretty well. <laughs> Considering, like, you, sometimes you get to see the raw power. You, come, you sometimes forget how good Endgame can be when they're dialed in and... You know, like I said, last week against Cobalt, that really showed. So it just kind of makes you respect more how, you know, you've taken some of these serious weapons on and Gruff really hasn't flinched. I mean, I've seen the thing and I want to say Sam told my wife, like, he hasn't, you know, all the scratches and scrapes are still there from the tournament. And I mean, it's nicked, but thing looks like it could run today. Absolutely could. 
<laughs> so, uh, I think that's one of the the like I like I said before. I I knew going into this tournament the way Sam has designed this this armor. It's taken. I mean, this is the third iteration of of the body of this robot, mm-hmm. but I I truly think we might be the toughest bot out there as far as getting an actual disable or a KO on us. Mm-hmm. I, I there's some powerful weapons out there, but at this point, I really don't know if somebody can truly land a full disable on us. I don't know if anybody in this competition can do it. I was going to say, maybe Duck might have an argument with that, <laughs> but, but nobody wants to see that match. No offense. <laughs> and Duck just got chewed on like it was a piece of dentine, too. But How uh, admitted it was a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. let's just call Duck a hot dog. I would want to see that fight, personally. But All right, now, um, I guess we won't keep you guys much longer. I know Sam, it's a school night for Sam, so we don't want to keep him too late. But uh, <laughs> um, You guys are going to probably be at uh, Maker Fair Orlando this season or this year sorry yeah definitely we'll okay. be there now now that you're on battle bots I guess you can't just wheel out gruff though so if you're gonna fight what might be we be seeing there some kind of new iteration or are you maybe gonna bring back one of the old bots or is it gonna be like groof <laughs> yeah Griff, <laughs> um, we haven't actually talked to like BattleBots legal about what they're going to allow because okay. I I think that they might be okay with us fighting there. Half the reason why the robots have different names is just because it's <laughs> we just it's funny to 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 name them Kraken or true. Uh, <laughs> what are the others? Bouncy boy. Oh yeah. <laughs> slicey di- well slicey dicey was a 30 pound but that was like kind of yeah, backwards that's still my favorite uh bot name of all time is slicey dicey jason you got a smaller bot anywhere in your garage you might throw out there i don't at the moment but i've been thinking about it for a while now i i've i've had uh insect weight bots in the past but i don't have any that are in fighting shape right now okay uh yeah i mean just be I, I know, like, you know, Ray brought a smaller bot. I know, um, yeah, the Axe Backwards guys brought some smaller bots. So I, I just thought it might be, uh, I was like, I'd be interested to know if you guys had some smaller bots in there. Have you ever fought at even some of the, like, beetle weight and ant weight classes either, you two? That's actually um, how, oh, go ahead, Sam. Um, I've been doing the, I did the small bots uh, for a long time. I've got like I got like one of everything. I've got a, a little uh, 150 gram overhead bar spinner. I've got a, a three pound uh, basically tombstone. Oh, wow! Uh, and Interesting. Then, yeah, Jason and I met uh, in in college doing uh, 15 pounders. Okay. And that's actually how I mean that's how we got involved over at Orlando Maker Fair. We were over there. Uh, what was it, Sam? Five or six years ago. Before they even had a big arena, I mean, I remember, I remember Orlando Maker Fair when there were five bots signed up for the three pound weight class, and Sam and I were two of them. <laughs> wow, <laughs> good chance of getting but, in the semis there, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we just had to do a round robin. There weren't even enough for a real tournament. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, because I've been looking so, at tinkering at some of those smaller bots, but I didn't. I mean, I guess 
Not that I'm ever going to get to you guys' point, but at least it's kind of cool to know that some of you guys started at those smaller weights. So you kind of feel a little better about yourself if you make something and, you know, whether it works or not with my knowledge and capability remains to be seen. But yeah, that's cool. I mean, we're hoping to see you guys. I, I mean, hopefully you at least bring Gruff there so we can like take a peek again, sneak a look at that. Cause I mean, it was really cool seeing that thing up close and I can't imagine how anything would ever dent it in real life, but it's just so it's, it's, it's a tank. It really is. <laughs> so, but, um, I won't keep you guys much longer. Uh, we just wanted to talk about that fight again. And um, like I said, I, I think even not getting the W, I think you guys impressed a lot of people. And I thought you fought a near perfect fight. So are you hoping for a rematch next season if, you, uh, if there's a season five? Oh, yes. Okay. That's been the, that's been the hardest thing about these past uh, four months. Is people ask like, "What rematch do you want?" And you're <laughs> not allowed to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can say it but now, though. Can find it, like, that's the rematch we want. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm sure you guys are going to want a piece of him again. Now, hopefully, you get it because you know. I mean, hey, they gave uh, slightly different circumstances, but they gave Duck his rematch right off the bat. So I'm pushing for Gruff getting the rematch next season. I want vengeance. So, that's, be, that's what we're hoping for too let's do it yes. episode one season five <laughs> it'll be vengeance for gruff this time yeah, right <laughs> off the bat all right well we won't keep you guys sam and jason thanks again uh we hope to see you guys at either a watch party or I mean, definitely see a maker fair if not but uh congratulations on still a great match even if the uh, judges didn't quite think it was uh you know victorious all right thank you all right have all a right, good thanks night. guys Alrighty, folks, and we are back for round two of this doubleheader. Uh, these are not returning guests, but they seem fun nonetheless. Anytime you can get a frog shaped like a robot is a good time. Yeah, we've got a team of uh, college students from WPI, uh, and so we are going to welcome Team Ribot here. We have got Ribot. David, Carl, and Tim with us. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. How are you guys? Good. Hey. Good. So I, first of all, I just got to ask, uh, who came up with the name for Ribot? Um, I don't actually know who came up with the name originally. It kind of just like came up and everyone was like, okay, that makes sense. Let's go with it. <laughs> now, did you guys have the name or the concept first? Like as concept, a, sure. uh, cause it's, it's such a, it's such a great concept, yet it's horrifying at the same time. <laughs> well, I was um, going to go ahead. Uh, sorry, yeah. The After the frog came up uh, and Ribot became the name, it was actually spelled differently initially. It only had one B. Um, when we first created our Facebook page, it was R-I-B-O-T, except that was creating a lot of confusion for some reason, and everyone was like, you need to have two Bs in there. So oh, <laughs> pure pressure, and yeah, we had two Bs. That's weird. I, well, don't, I don't know what the, where the confusion would be on that. <laughs> I thought maybe it was a salute to that Animal Crossing game, because there's a Ribot on there. Yeah. Found out about that afterwards, yeah. Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess if you're typing ribot in, I'm assuming like autocorrect on your phone's going to be like, you meant robot, right? Yep. It's uh. kind of a pain. Yeah. Sometimes it goes to ribbit. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Uh, so now the 
the frog motif was that kind of I mean there's we actually see there's a really good bot under there, which we weren't sure about at first. I mean we always anytime and we literally like, got to see the really good bot under there this week. <laughs> so was that the, was uh, not planned. Yeah, well that part maybe not great, but was the was the whole frog motif just to kind of show out to get on the show, or was that actually was there some you know, something behind that? Or does somebody just really like frogs? That's a Carl question. Definitely a Carl question. <laughs> Go for it, Carl. Yeah, so um, in high school, I found a video of frogs screaming. Literally just a compilation of frogs screaming when being held. And I just, I can't remember when I sent it to someone here, but we all eventually got to see it and it made everybody laugh. So <laughs> we just went with that idea. Nice. And, you know, it, it pairs up well with that Pepe meme online. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, so a meme bot essentially. That's pretty cool. Um, now, I, I got to ask first of all with the with the whole you know with the frog thing. Did anybody in the BattleBots cleanup crew kind of give you the stink eye after any of your matches with all the shredded frog <laughs> all over the place? Pretty sure every single crew bot was angry at us after that. Um, <laughs> there are definitely some matches. If you go back and look very carefully, you can see bits of our foam stuck around the arena still because they couldn't get all of it. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I- I think everybody except Greg was having a hard time with it because uh, at the end of the match, Greg, one of the producers, would sprint into the box, grab any frog leg that was either lying around or attached to the rope bot, and sprint out to Chris and Kenny. <laughs> Just getting away with our frog leg. Nice. I don't know if he was like chucking it in the crowd or what. So, so Greg liked it. Trey didn't, essentially. No, Space Trey definitely did not uh, appreciate the extra like time it took between matches to clean up all the foam. <laughs> I'm sure. I just you just leave that in there for collateral damage. Just make make other others fight in the frog debris. So oh, we have a story about that too. Oh, go ahead. Uh, we'll get to it when you talk about the fight. It's from one of our fights. Oh, okay. So now, um, what's the frog made out of? So the the frog is made out of uh, an expanding foam from Smooth On. Okay. So it expands. And so, like, we, it's a two-part mix, and then it expands 15 times the mixed volume. So we, we buy it in, in three-gallon mixes, which is, like, 15 gallons of frog. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's pretty plush. It's like a pillow. Okay. That sounds awesome. I'd love a 15-gallon pillow. Now, is there any, uh, <laughs> is there any thought? frog. <laughs> yeah. Is there any thought with going with like a blade of armor with that next season, or are you still going to keep doing the same uh, with that mix? Um, so definitely not the foam next season because okay. uh, the cleanup crew is just not going to have it again for another season. Um, <laughs> in terms of a blade of armor, though, um, it worked actually better than we anticipated for essentially absorbing one hit before it came off. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, it'd still be preferable to have like the shatter style uh and w um ablative armor so well uh, we still need to talk about it that weighs a lot more and we don't really have any weight to play with now there's i mean so you, obviously you had fights and you don't have to name names or anything but was anybody annoyed that you got frog foam in their bots <laughs> <laughs> pretty much everyone was yeah <laughs> So except Kraken, oh, except Kraken, Kraken was loving it because Matt's perk is amazing. <laughs> yeah, he's a fun guy. I just I didn't know if anybody had happened to like send you guys glitter bombs in the mail and just be like, now it's on you, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
you guys know the teams pretty well. Of the four fights that we've had so far, mm-hmm. which one do you think would get mad at us about the foam? Oh, um, well, we kind of. I think we kind of have inside information on that. I think oh, okay. we know who it is. So, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know if it would be Endgame or if you said it's not Kraken. And I don't know if uh, I didn't know if Sawblaze would care that much either. I mean, I guess like. If you win, you're going to care less. So I'm guessing if you lose, you get pissed off even more. Yeah, so pro- probably in that sense, we kind of know who it is. <laughs> yeah. 50-50 <laughs> chance. Yeah. They, they were less than happy about, uh, <laughs> about the foam. All right, the, so The biggest issue with the foam, mainly, and complaints from other teams, was we weren't actually underweight with the original whole frog and all the coatings we had on it. Mm-hmm. So we had to kind of dip into the um, decoration weight. Oh. Until we figured out that we could actually scrape out the inside of the foam head to save weight and actually make it under 250. So once we were there, you know, other teams couldn't really say anything. They couldn't make us remove it since we were underweight. That's fair enough. So I didn't, I didn't know decoration weight was a thing. Do they allow you a certain amount of poundage f- to decorate your bot after the functionality is there? Just a little bit. And if the team you're up against requests that you remove it, that's it. You got to pull it off. But if they're being nice, you know, if it's just a silly decoration and they don't care, then, yeah, I think you can have up to, like, 10 pounds extra. I can't remember. Oh, man, who's going to be mad at a, at a foam frog? Well, people uh, were worried about entanglement. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really worried, uh, not uh, not BattleBlitz bad boy Derek Young, though, because he loved the entanglement. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, also, I mean, you, As you guys see in the fights, when the foam gets in our weapon, it doesn't do anything <laughs> to stop it. We just shred it to bits, and it comes straight back out. Ah, that's fair enough. It just blows out the exhaust, I guess? Yeah, yeah it's, like, the exhaust is just through the front. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it ju- it's just weird to watch the frog vomit out parts of itself. <laughs> so Now, um, just going into the season, what were your realistic expectations for the BattleBots tournament? Were you happy to be there? Were you hoping to get a couple wins, or were you expecting to win the whole thing? Um, the way I saw it was kind of like in small steps, right? The first step, obviously, was can we make it three minutes, right? Yeah. Um, obviously, you can't safely test any of these bots outside of the actual battle box. Mm-hmm. So uh, we didn't know how anything was going to go. I think I made that pretty clear in my Kraken interview. Um, and uh, although we did start with a loss, I mean, that was the first step. We made it to three minutes. We lost in a judge's decision. So, like, that was a proof of concept. And then, obviously, after that is we got to get that first win. Yeah, I mean, I was, um, you know, I... I was surprised at the power, especially in that in-game fight. Um, I knew that you guys had multiple setups, but it looked like... did Which uh, which weapon did you use for the in-game fight? Because that was the one where I was really like, you know, there's a little punch behind this thing, and I was not expecting that. Um, we actually used the exact same setup in Kraken and Endgame. So I don't think that uh, people realize that we literally changed nothing between those two fights. Um, we hit Kraken just as hard as we hit Endgame, but uh, Kraken just took the impacts a lot better. Gotcha. I mean, that's it's such a yeah. Kraken's such a weird bot because there's not really any one particular place you can hit that except the teeth that you can necessarily. You're like that's just you know, like that's the spot on the Death Star to just take this thing down. So that's an interesting. So um, but yeah, that's cool. how many how many different Westman setups did you have? We um, so, sorry, go for it. So we, we had a, a large vertical with only uh, small wedgelets at the front. Mm-hmm. We had a small vertical with a large wedge attachment. 
we had an undercutter with two different style blades, one for maximum bite and one for more grinding. And we also had a lifter with a tongue theme. Yeah, sweet. I saw pictures of that, but obviously we didn't get to see it. So you mostly went with the vertical, the small vertical, correct? Big vertical. Oh, the big vertical. Sorry. That was the big one, yeah. The one you've seen on TV is the big one. Oh, okay. Um, what particular, what fights might have you, I'm getting tongue-tied here. Were there any particular opponents that you might have used the undercutter on? I think when we were talking about the Sawblaze fight, we were going back and forth a lot between the undercutter and the vert. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, same thing with Kraken. We would have liked to have the undercutter ready for Kraken. Unfortunately, just in real time at filming, the undercutter had not yet passed safety, um, so we couldn't use it. I think under, uh, the undercutter would have been really good because Kraken doesn't have a conventional wedge setup. His tongue is has two flat sides on either side. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so unfortunately it wasn't ready, so we had to run the vert. And one of the blades for the undercutter we cut out, we actually called the huge blade, literally because we we gave it maximum bite in the hopes that if we ever were matched up against huge, if that had ever happened, um, (laughs) you know, we'd be able to chew up their wheels as efficiently as possible. Man, spoiler alert. I I was kind of (laughs) hoping I was going to get to see that match. Now I'm just going to be disappointed. So you guys have worked, you know, somewhat... (laughs) With you know, you guys have worked a lot with Huge and Valkyrie, so I guess you did kind of have thoughts in your head if you were to go against those two teams, like which uh, weapon you would come out with. Yeah, Jonathan actually talked to us about his own anti-Huge strategy for a little bit, which is kind of funny because <laughs> um, he came over for design review while we were going over uh, what modules we wanted, and he's like, "Oh, okay, so what are you running against a Huge?" And then we talked about it, and we came up with a solution. Wow. I would have probably fed you bad intel, but you know, kind of a prickly. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jonathan's too nice. You, you've talked to him now. He's too nice for that. Oh yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, I would have just had the worst. I would have been like, you know, what's the best idea for us? Flipper, it totally worked. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, was there anybody in particular that you might have used a flipping device on, or was that just kind of a we'll see? And if another weapon gets banged up, maybe we go with this. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty. I think the lifter could have wrecked Sawblaze. It's a possibility. Yeah, now, you guys, it, it sounded like, and I think that was David that did the pre-match interview, you kind of sounded like, yeah, we didn't, this match is going to be kind of a pain. Like, we don't really know, we don't really have anything that's a perfect antidote for him. So was that yeah. kind of one of the matches that you were hoping you wouldn't get? Yeah, I think I actually screwed that one up for, our, for us at the beginning of the season because uh, uh, off-camera, um, which I assumed wouldn't mean anything. So off camera, one of the producers asked me, what's your worst matchup? And I very <laughs> stupidly said, Sawblaze. Um, it was off camera, so I assumed it didn't mean anything. Um, and I wasn't like thinking. I, it, was, it was like after the fourth day or something. I was completely burnt out. And they're just like, hey, I know you had a hard cracking fight. Um, good luck for your, your next fight. And uh, who don't you want to fight? <laughs> now, do you think they kind of use that intel maybe as like, Say uh, maybe they need to get Sawblaze a win at this point. They're a veteran team. They seem to have a good fan following. Maybe they, you know, since you guys don't want to fight them, maybe they throw them in there against you guys to, you know, kind of lean towards getting them a win. Well, that didn't work so well the first time. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty sure they gave us to uh, Endgame because Endgame had a pretty rough start. Um, So they were trying to get Endgame a nice, pretty win, you know, over Big Frog. And then uh, 
that didn't really go the way they planned. No. So I don't I don't really know what they're going uh, what they're going for with so, Sawblaze. So next season, if they ask you who you don't want to fight, just be like Nelly the Ellie Bot. <laughs> nope, that thing is dangerous. <laughs> Nothing to do with that. <laughs> um, so are there any you know with with you guys having multiple setups, is there any kind of like cat and mouse game in the pits where maybe you're kind of showing like, hey, we're going to put the lifter on and then you come with something else? Oh, yeah. All right. Who wants to tell the end game story? You go for it, man. I love this because this is where we kind of maybe get a, a backstage peek and then Cam comes up with an awesome question well, about we, it. We got a hint that this might have been the case, so we just wanted to try to find out if it was. Oh, my God. Okay, so... Um, Obviously, we just came out of our Kraken fight, and they announced our next matchup would be Endgame. Um, and very similarly to um, Sawblaze, Endgame is also configurable. Um, he has the uh, dual wedge setup. I think it was in a promo photo somewhere, where he has these two really large wedges on either side of his weapon. Obviously, the big weapon in the middle. Um, yeah. And he also has his wedgelet setup, which is what we've been seeing him use for most of the season, the quadruple wedgelet setup. Yeah. Knowing that... Uh, we decided to play some mind games with, uh, with the end game team. <laughs> uh, and by doing so, we got into like a rhythm where the day, of our, uh, the day of our matchup, we came in and the first thing we did was switch to just a module. I think we started with the lifter just for fun. Um, and they then were worried from, about that. <laughs> they were worried about that because end game self-writing is not the most reliable thing yeah. in the world. So they were worried about the lifter. So we put the lifter on, you know, let it sit there and simmer for 30 minutes or so. And they sent one of their teammates to actually come look at us to see what we were running, right? To see what they should set Endgame up uh, with. So they come over and they see that we have the lifter on. And we're like, cool. Now we know they know we have the lifter on. So once the guy left, we're like, cool, time to change. Swap <laughs> to the undercutter, right? Um, and then we leave the undercutter until we see another Endgame teammate come by. And once we see the Endgame teammate come by, which, by the way, I think they were trying to be sneaky about it because they weren't talking to us. They were just walking by, um, like, very distinctly taking a turn in the pits to walk by our pit. <laughs> uh, but they wouldn't talk to us. So we're like, oh, they're spying on us. Okay, what, that's fine. Was there then, somebody on uh, Endgame watch duty, like, just keeping an eye out to see when uh, they were walking by? They kind um, of rotate around, I think. Yeah. But we... we um, went around like that for a little bit and then ended up uh, continuing that for like six hours before our fight. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. um, and we even, kept... brought, we Sorry, even brought the undercutter to the test box. Yes. Uh. Um, I think it was not just the undercutter. We brought a couple of the modules and literally turned the robot on with the module on in the test box as if we were going through safety. Um, wow. And uh, that went on for a while. It got, it got, it got pretty crazy. And then <laughs> Did anybody on the down team... To, Eventually, just say, "Okay, guys, that's, that's we've changed this thing twelve times. I think we can." No, <laughs> I think we can no, stop. no, we were all into it. We were all into this. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, so that went on for a while. But so our fight was at some time, like five thirty or something. Um, and we told the producers exactly what we were going to run, um, like hours before, like eight hours before, first thing in the morning. We we're like, "All right, this is how it's going down. We're going to do some really silly things." Um, prior to our match, but know that at 5.30 or whenever we're supposed to be ready, we're going to switch to our vertical spinner. Um, at this time, we're going to switch to our vertical spinner. Um, doesn't matter what's on the robot before that. That's just what's going to happen. And they're like, okay, that's fine. Um, as long as you're ready to fight by like 6, you, you'll be fine. Um, so we did our mind games, and when it comes down to it, we reveal our robot with um, like with a couple minutes to spare, we still have the undercutter on. And Endgame, thinking that we're running the undercutter, actually set themselves up in the wedge setup. Um, so they had their wedges on. But then at 5.30, we did a hot swap to 
our vertical, like we said, like we told the producers, which got approved. Um, and we swapped pretty quickly. Um, by that time, I mean, we had practiced from switching all day. So we were really fast um, by then. So we, we, we plopped that thing in like eight minutes. We plopped the new uh, module in. And uh, we were ready to fight with the vertical. And then they unveiled their robot. We unveil our robot. And they're like, oh, crap. We're running the, they're running the wrong configuration against us. Because you don't want to run a wedge into wedgelets. That's not, not, a, not a good strategy. And uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of drama of complaining about how we changed our module too late and how like we were being dishonest about what module we were going to run. And it was a whole headache. And we actually delayed our match um, because of the whole, like, who's being dishonest, who's not. And in the end, we were just like, okay, end game. You guys should run whatever you want to run. Let's fight this fair and square. See what happens. That's just insane to me. It's like, why even have a configurable robot then if you're going to complain that they're in the wrong configuration, you know? Yeah. Well, I guess my thing is just, yeah, if you're going to spy, then it's okay to put out bad intel. Yeah. I can't, I can't believe we didn't see a TV feature on that. Like, yeah, just, the thing is, they made us reenact it. They actually made us reenact it. They had Jack and I confront each other on camera, because this was all off camera, right? They had us reconfront each other on camera, get mic'd up, and... Uh, like essentially have a staged argument, but at the time we were both pretty like emotional already, so I don't think we did a good job for TV. But yeah, I, I can't see that. Like he can't, he couldn't flip the shades off or dramatic effect at that point or anything. <laughs> yeah. Too pissed off. You know, like that's that's how you notice they're coming by though. You just see some like skinny kid and like Ray Bans like oh. sneaking up on you. <laughs> look, man, this is serious. I took off my shades. Not even not him. I'm just saying. Like, oh, look, I weigh sorry. like a buck fifty soaking wet, so I'm not talking shit or anything. I'm just saying, like, you know. But yeah, that's that, that that's pretty hilarious, though. I mean, so, just for good measure, you probably noticed we put sunglasses on the frog as well. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go back. I've got these all recorded. I'm gonna go back because yeah, you've been doing a. You know, you kind of changed it up a little bit for the uh, saw blaze fight too. You've got the uh, you know you had the black and green bond on there too. Was that just for show, or were you kind of hoping to like? just throw him off just a little bit off his game just for show that okay. was just for fun i mean come on that looks sick yeah it was pretty sweet yeah I, I appreciated it i mean yeah it, it came off like a prom dress pretty soon afterwards oh my God. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so uh, i mean go ahead sorry <laughs> funny story about that so when when we're we're all lined up there's a lot of us near the driver's box so david can see nick the the co-driver can see and then we're kind of in the pack off to the side. And I couldn't really see the floor level of the fight. So fight starts. I see Sawblaze take off towards us. And then I hear one bang, then a second bang. And then I see Frog just flying up in the air. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Sawblaze did such such a good job of uh, removing our Frog like instantly. I mean, up to this point, every single match we've been in the frog at least some part of the frog has stayed on yeah but Sawblaze just cleaned it off completely in like two seconds yeah how how are you guys attaching the frog to the bot um so it was we had a mix of methods as we kind of shaved weight from it so for the kraken fight we had these 3d printed inserts that were bolted to our top plate and we do have a top plate it's eighth inch titanium um and by the time we got to the Sawblaze fight, it was basically just kind of stapled into the UHMW. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, there wasn't just, that just much. So we wouldn't have any issues running inverted. You know, we wouldn't want the frog to actually prevent us from being able to drive it around. We figured it would just tear off if we ever got flipped upside down okay. if we just stapled it on like that. All right. I thought maybe you got a. I, I thought you maybe got part of that bad batch of titanium that Bronco was talking about. 
<laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like, how do you get the, a bad batch of titanium? The best part about that, at least the part that entertained me the most about the Bronco thing with the titanium, is that Hydra, which is obviously the up and coming flipper of yeah. Metalwatt, um, is all titanium. The whole thing is titanium. Ah. So <laughs> it's just it's funny that Bronco, who is the old best flipper, uh, is complaining about having a bad batch of titanium when the newcomer is literally a hundred percent titanium. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And you know what? I mean, speaking of Endgame earlier too, I think they launched Cobalt in a way that would have impressed both Bronco and Hydra last week. So that oh, yeah. was pretty nasty. So you guys holding up to that is that's no joke. So the the biggest advantage, I don't know if you follow our Facebook page, uh, but if you do, you probably saw some damage pictures from that fight. Mm-hmm. And the difference between us and Cobalt is that we both got hit really hard. But when Endgame hit us, he dug like an inch deep into our aluminum and just took out a chunk of aluminum. But the thing is, he essentially machined out a nice chip from our uh, the front of our robot, so not that much energy was actually transferred into the rest of the chassis. Whereas with Cobalt, Cobalt is made of this uh, pretty pretty much hard ox all the way around, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So when Endgame caught the bottom lip, that's a super hard surface, and he got all that energy transfer straight to the bot, and they went flying. Yeah, they did. It's, yeah. You know, Endgame's just such a scary bot like that. I mean, they've had some consistency issues, but you know, you got to respect that weapon. It's no joke. So you just got to be soft up front. More foam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of like the the argument that uh, uh, oh the Crusher bot uh, Quantum was making when they got stuck into Blacksmith. It's like, well, it's too hard. It, it's not very forgiving. And they're basically saying that like teams that are bolting on this hard top armor, they're almost putting themselves at a different disadvantage. And that you know, if you stick with the aluminum, it just goes in, comes out. You know, so yeah. I it, it it all has like their different strategies involved. It's that's one of the great things about BattleBots. Definitely agreed. Now, um, as far as like the uh, weapon configuration, are you gonna still have multiple ones if you come back next season, or are you gonna try and focus on just one? We've um, got them all already made, so I think we'll just hang on to them. You know, no sense in throwing them out. No, that's if we don't do a full rebuild, but that's still. A discussion we need to have. Um, there's a lot to like about this robot that we brought this year. Yeah. Um, tons of things worked really well. And like Carl said, we already went through the effort of sourcing and making all of our modules. Um, but there's still things that we'd like to improve. I mean, clearly in the Sawblaze flight, we lack drive power, right? We just don't have uh, enough to compare to these uh, top tier bots. So there's definitely stuff we want to change. And uh, that might dictate whether or not we can actually keep the uh, same modular design. Also, um, BattleBots really kind of forgot about the whole configurable part and just focused on the frog, anyways. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, now it, it wasn't that impressive. Yeah. Now that flight did make for some great pictures, though, because you, I, I am on you. Uh, do follow your Facebook page. So you had a lot of them of uh, Ribot going for a ride on Sawblaze. Was that just kind of <laughs> made for some amusing stills? I'm sure it wasn't fun in the moment, however. No, that's a uh, pure acceleration for you. Sawblaze's acceleration is unreal. Yeah, that, that is the fastest robot has ever moved. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So you guys all took a semester off from BattleBots. Um, out of the three of you, whose parents were the least happy about that? Uh, my parents are fine with it. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know if either of you two had issues. I think Tim might have had some issues. No, I was I was fine. I mean, it was just the. Uh, working them up to yeah we're gonna do some classes yeah we're gonna get credit 
hey, we got onto BattleBots, but we need to take the term off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, mom and dad, I'm dropping out of school. What? No, I'm just kidding. I'm taking. I'm only taking a semester off. <laughs> yeah. Kind of sounds like yeah. a directive study to me. Like you should have got some credit for it anyway. Yeah, we tried, but then like <laughs> balancing between finishing the robot and talking with advisors to try to get credit, like we all just chose to finish the robot. All right. Well, it, now it might. Go ahead. Sorry. It might be more feasible for us going into a potential next season. Okay. Um, Details oh. to be worked out still with the school. Oh, yeah. Now, since since you had the semester off and you were already in California, did you guys kind of take a little mini spring break afterwards, or did you just head back home? Well, you don't know how far into the season we got, do you? I do not. <laughs> so that, that dictates how much extra time we have. Because the hotels were only paid for, for till, till the end of the event. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So you have to watch and find out. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't know if on top of that, maybe you guys just said, you know what? Let's go to San Diego and hightailed oh. it down there or something. We were just yeah. too slammed with fixing that robot after oh, yeah. the match. There was just no time for any kind of fun. I mean, we pretty much woke up, went to the location, worked on the bot, had our matches, went home, ate dinner, woke back up again. It was just pretty vicious. Now We was, saw a lot of fast food places. <laughs> sure. Now, was there any modules that you guys built that you really wanted to use and didn't get a chance to? Uh, we can't talk about that yet, can we? Okay, true. Uh, I'm not talking yeah. about the ones that you used, just the ones that you didn't. Yeah, but, you know. Still can't talk about yeah, it. All right. No. Oh, fair if, enough. If you, see, if you see pictures of our robot, uh, I will let you know that um, from our watch party we had on Friday, mm-hmm. people noticed that the all the modules look slightly used. Okay. Uh, okay. That's interesting. Easy. That's all right. Now, now one of the things I noticed too, um, your team only had one quote unquote sponsor, and that was your college. Was that actually a thing? Since you guys are, you know, still in college and kind of using their facilities, that you couldn't just go out and get another sponsor on top of them. That was the deal. Okay, so it's kind of like NCAA football where you can't go sign a contract with Adidas when you're still playing for Auburn or something. Yeah, yeah. Right. They, uh, they told us, do not go look for other sponsors. We will cover anything you need. And we're like, sure, that's fine. Yeah, that's yeah. good that's, for us. That's, yeah, it makes it easy. Yeah, see, I'm yeah. not, not going to go barking up some trees when they're just like, yeah, sure, it's paid for. So I guess that made it pretty easy. That's less time you had to look for sponsors and just more time you could spend fixing on the robot. So how many people actually worked on this bot? I know you had... How many did you have at the event? Like eight or nine? Nine people. Okay. Um, and all nine people worked on the bot. Uh, if we lost any team member, the robot wouldn't have happened. Cool. Yeah. It, it's, uh, we've been compliment- we got complimented multiple times at the event for having uh, like a cohesive team. Yeah, because nine people, that's kind of, I mean, you know, there might be some differentiating opinions and everything. Was it pretty much um, everybody in the same boat as far as, you know, like weapon selection and just what you guys had to do from match to match? Uh, I, I think we definitely had fights. There were, there were fights between team members at some point or another. Um, uh, I don't think... When there's all that stress. Yeah. Understood. Yeah. But, but I think I mean, we, we came to the, Yeah, I think we always came to the right conclusion um, after duking it out with each other. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. who, who was the one deciding what modules to switch to ahead of the endgame fight? Uh, we, we decided on, we as a team, decided on the module the night before. Okay. So we already knew, like, be, before we even went in that day, we already knew what we were going to run. I know, I just meant when you were screwing with them. Like, oh. you just decided, <laughs> just, just like kind of reach behind you and, and pull one out. And 
Yeah, it's whatever we're feeling, you know. Yeah. <laughs> coin toss. <laughs> now, did did having like Jonathan, Leanne, all them there kind of help you, you know, ease your way into this a little bit? Um. Well, they definitely helped us get into it okay. at all. Um, yeah, because awesome. BattleBots, the open application of BattleBots is a really hard way to get accepted. Um, word of mouth is definitely the, the, the way to do it if you want to become a new team. Um, and yeah, that's one of impossible without Leanne and Jonathan. And at the event, um, they're also great resources because we're all like kind of dying and freaking out. Um, and they're all like, yeah, we've been here before. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, because... I know. I know. Talking to huge last year, there was just so much unexpected that happened to them that you know. Now, I guess they're probably just like, "Yep, been there, seen that." Like, don't worry, it's not the end of the, you know, not the end of they, things. Go ahead. Sorry. They know how to fit. They know how to fit in an aquarium trip. Um, they know exactly <laughs> where and when in filming to go to the aquarium. And we just didn't. Ah. Yeah, you're probably just too. Yeah, I mean, you know, too worried about your bot this time. Do you think you'll enjoy it more next time? I mean, it sounds like you had fun, but it did sound like that there was a lot of tense moments, too. I mean, I feel like the scale of the competition is going to make it stressful no matter what. Um, and I wouldn't say we didn't enjoy it. I don't know about you guys, but I still enjoyed the event. It was very stressful, but overall still a lot of fun. It was certainly fun. Yeah, there, there was a lot of things where, like, we're, we're competitor, we were competitors, but, like, we were fans first, a lot of us. So getting to see, you know, Minotaur and Bronco in person was just really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, Bronco in person for the first time. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Bronco in person, but like that was a, that was an experience. Yeah, I haven't seen that one in person yet. It looks like it would be enormous, like kind of a limo with a flipper on top of it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's also the sound of the flip, like the bang when he fires his flipper. Um, mm. They do not capture that properly on TV. Wow, I'm sure. I think the most impressive thing we've heard yet is um, what like shatter aka blues oh, like yes. hammer it's probably been like the nastiest thing we've heard so far because we were at like orlando maker fair where you couldn't have like kinetic energy weapons so that was about as legit as it got and even yeah. that was just like oh my god so yeah these, these things are scary um we carl and i uh were able to experience it for the first time uh oh sorry carl wasn't there at Roby games um yeah you weren't there at Roby games i got to experience my first uh heavyweight fight and uh, I just remember thinking Toro Maximus is so loud. Oh, it's so unreasonably loud. Yeah, I could see that. God, you, I mean, that even transfers over sometimes on a television set. So I can't even imagine like Toro Maximus or even Minotaur up close. Well, like you mentioned, uh, you know, Shatter, their team uh, brought a, a bot blue. It's basically a hammer bot. And there's podcasts we were trying to record while we were 20 feet away, and it was louder than what it is on BattleBots. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's in person, it is just a different experience for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So will you guys be uh, doing any fights in the off-season, like between now and next season of BattleBots? Are you going to be at any of the events? You're asking us about Orlando? Uh, among other things, yeah. Um. We would love to take a trip down to Orlando, except that's a lot of stuff we need to figure out with the school. Because unlike uh, a lot of other teams, self-funding a trip to Orlando for a couple days sounds difficult <laughs> as college kids. Yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't know. But, I know Jonathan and Hughes were coming down, so I didn't know if there was like a ride to be hitched there by any chance. Possibly. Um, we would love to bring the lifter module down there and uh, have some fun in the sportsman class. Hell yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, what weights did you guys start at? I mean, each like, did you guys start at you know like ant weight, beetle weight, or were you like thirty pounds before you worked your way up? 
Um, the biggest pot we started out with was 12 pounds, but since we're a whole team, you know, each a couple guys on the team paired up. So we had multiple like sub teams. So David and his friend at that time, Danny started mm-hmm. with a three pound robot. And I had a friend named Cam. And we started with a 12 pound robot. Okay. And Tim currently runs a very successful 12 pound robot. Huh. Um, but yeah, we made a big jump. I, I know there are not that many teams that start from the, uh, like insect weight, yeah. feather weight, um, level, and then make the whole, like that whole jump to battle lots. We do have a 120 pounder. This team did make an 120 pounder. We just don't talk about it because it sucked <laughs> a lot. It sucked so much and it never fought and it was just bad. Um, so we don't talk about that. Uh, and so we pretty much made the jump from at most 30 pounders up to 250. Okay. Yeah. 30 seems to be like the minimum as far as being able to scale it up. It seems. Yeah. But well, we didn't make a ribot in the 30 pounders. Nice. I can see that. Now, is there a college circuit up where you guys are that you fight in? Uh, not really. We just fight in NERC, the normal NERC cir- circuit of all the Northeastern events, Motorama, Franklin. Oh, okay. Yeah, there some... was a college competition of some sorts back in the day, but it was way before us. Yeah, oh, okay. IQ or something. Yeah. All right. Yeah, because there's, there's a few teams down here that fight in like a Florida circuit, and I know um, like Sam, who we just talked to earlier, like used to f- fight for University of South Florida, but I don't even think they have a team anymore. So, but there are still, uh, you know, at least a handful of colleges down here that still do. So, I figured with all the engineering schools up there, maybe. So, so now, which is the best engineering school up in uh, Massachusetts oh, area? Don't ask that question. <laughs> um, well, one of them just paid for their robot. So. I know. That's why I was just having to say that. You know, I was going to say, here, talk some crap about MIT. Like, <laughs> you know, or That's where this conversation always goes. No, the, the <laughs> MIT team is great. I mean, I, I've known Alex for a while. Um, the whole team has known Alex for a while now. And uh, I mean, they, they do their own thing over there. We do our thing over here. Uh, they'll get in each other's way. Have fun in the box. All right. I thought you were just going to say, if you drove through campus with your window down, they'll throw a diploma in your car. <laughs> it's so easy to graduate. <laughs> okay, now which one of you can do the best Boston accent? Because none of you have one, so I'm guessing you're not. Nah, uh, 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 only from- two of us are from this area. Um, Danny and myself are the only two from this area. Okay, um, Boston area, and neither of us have any trace of any kind of accent. You can't fake it. Obviously, no. Cam, Cam actually <laughs> fakes it really well. Yeah, but I just mostly say "fackin'" a lot and Tom Brady, so that's <laughs> all I really get. The thing is, it's really hard to find people in the Boston area with a real Boston accent. It's it's like not that one. widespread. No, I had like I took like a boat taxi, and the guy had one, and I I made a Yankees joke, and I thought he was going to stab me, and I just shut the hell up the rest of the trip because <laughs> I was like, really obviously, dangerous. this is not something to play around with in this area. No, that's my- like that's like me going to war and making a joke about the Patriots. Doesn't go over well. Yeah, uh, war like the Seattle event. My father-in-law uh, is from Worcester, and he—I uh, have to remind him there's an R in the alphabet constantly. <laughs> <laughs> he does have that typical axe. All right. Um. So, yeah. Um. Tell us. Obviously, we know your sponsor was WPI. Uh, where can we follow you guys online? Um. So obviously, our Facebook page. Okay. Uh, and uh, you could technically follow our uh, WPI Robotics Club. Facebook page okay. as well if you want to know anything about the smaller bots that we're doing because Robot is pretty exclusively to just BattleBots related things. Yeah. And we also post fight videos on our WPI Robotics YouTube channel every yeah. once in a while. Okay. Sorry. 
Carl, I think you mean we we post uh, animal abuse videos. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I for, uh, you know what? I haven't said anything about that to anybody. Did they ever clear that up on YouTube? Did you? Yeah, it's clear. It's clear now. All right, good. Oh, so you guys were the problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, if Sawblaze Robot had happened before the whole YouTube fiasco, I totally believe it was our fault. But it happened after. So uh, okay. Yeah, well, I, was, they, I thought that was funny that that started happening, and even just like the calls from uh, ba- like BattleBots on their Facebook page said, "Hey, can can somebody clear this up?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's we can't have abuse towards half sharks, half scorpions online. It just can't happen. Yeah. <laughs> now, before we let you go, I've got to ask. That's uh, one of the questions. It's one what? of the questions. If that's what you're asking. Well, no, I wasn't going to ask that, actually. Right. But Sorry, sorry, I apologize. Well, no, now I'm going to ask, is a hot dog a sandwich? What is your take on uh, Hold on, wait. Is a hot dog in a bun a sandwich? The answer is yes. <laughs> you don't have to say okay. that. <laughs> <laughs> Carl or Tim, do you guys have a hot take on this? <laughs> Has everybody been like directed to ignore my question now? I've, 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 I've so heard bummed. the debate on that. I just never paid enough attention to care, man. I, I'll eat it, whatever it is. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best answer I've heard so far. <laughs> Although I heard when somebody said it was a taco, I, I kind of like that answer too. I think it was, it was Pete, Peter Lombardo said that. Yeah. Well, the, the question is: Is a taco a sandwich? Oh <laughs> man, <laughs> let's stop there. <laughs> but what I was really going to ask, actually, was so this year you had a frog theme. Do we maybe get to see like a lion theme next year, or a tiger, or some other furry friend in Brian the animal shrimp. kingdom? Uh, furry. That's just we're not going that way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that no, poor uh, choice of words. You, it's gonna if if this happens again. If we get a season five and we're lucky enough to be part of it, it's going to be a frog. Still, it won't be a foam frog um because of the whole cleanup thing uh but it will still be a frog okay so i can bring my hat and possibly get on television i was just hoping for an iguana that'd be kind of cool looking (laughs) i would like tongues i mean if you want furries though i guess you got to go with a unicorn team because they were kind of there's already a unicorn team they can deal with that they're already wearing onesies Well, all right. So I I had put your question on my five questions. And so I now there's only that. four oh, questions. I, I see. I didn't know there was a five question thing. You didn't tell me. So, so apparently now there's four questions. So left. before I let you guys go, can I ask you four off-topic questions for each of go you? For it. All right. Sure. Yeah. So number one's pretty straightforward. Uh, favorite food for each of you guys? Ooh, that's not straightforward. That's a difficult one. Ah, all right. They're gonna say hot dogs. Could say New England clam chowder. (laughs) I like hash browns. That's a good one. That's good. Tater tots or hash browns, same deal. Yeah, it's well. That's an unexpected answer. Similar deal, but very. That's that's a really good one for Carl. Now I can't think. I I I don't know. I think French fries. No, no, dude, you're 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 chicken tenders. You're chicken tenders. (laughs) Like no, you're you're chicken tenders. There's literally no other solution. (laughs) So basically, what you're saying is just deep fry it, and it's good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right, you guys ready for question two then, or still mulling that one over? No, it's fine. <laughs> All right, and nobody said pizza. You can come back to us. I was proud. I was gonna say New Haven pizza. If you've never had New Haven pizza, go get New Haven pizza. Uh, second time, right, David. Enough of the pizza. Any time <laughs> we're in, any time we're in Connecticut, when we went to the the Hartford event the other day, David was like, "We're going to New Haven for pizza." 
I, yeah, we can go with New Haven Pizza. All right, <laughs> that is the second time New Haven Pizza has been brought up on this podcast. We have John- <laughs> yeah, Jonathan. Jonathan. Yeah, nope. Jonathan said it's legit. Okay, okay, good. Yeah, it's legit. Good. <laughs> and we're yeah. pizza hound, so kind of want to. There's my it. validation. All you right. have my validation now. So now, which of these two would you rather have on your pub trivia team, Leanne from Valkyrie or Jonathan from Huge? Jonathan. All right. Is that everybody in agreement? Everything about anything because he's nothing but a nerd. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll have to swing him down to Tampa when he comes down for Orlando. Be like, hey, make a pit stop over here and play on our team. Let's put him up in a hotel room for a couple extra days. Well, that's a lot to win fifty dollars in trivia gift cards. But well, I mean, (laughs) but you also get Jonathan's company for a couple days. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Is that worth paying for? It's pretty special. (laughs) All right. I would pay twelve bucks a day to hang out with Jonathan. I think, but no <laughs> where more. is he going to stay for twelve bucks a day? I'm saying on top. I don't want to. I don't want to see where he's going to stay for twelve bucks a day. We can rent a sleeping bag. It's fine. We got a spare bedroom. It's got a pinball machine in there. He's good. PS. But does it have a bed? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. I thought it was just a storage room like mine. All right. Third question. Um, which bot at BattleBots would you most like to control or fight with, other than your own? I have an answer, but you guys can go first. I th- I think Sawblaze or Hypershock. It would be a lot of fun to drive two of the, the fastest robots um, and just kind of whip them around the arena. I do like that answer. I want to drive Hydra. I was just yeah. oh, no. I was going to say Hydra's, Hydra and Sawblaze are one <laughs> and two, definitely. I thought you'd go for Minotaur, David. You, you're always driving your drums. Yeah. You want the full scale? yeah. Okay, you don't, you don't want to ruin it. You don't want it to thing, be disappointing. The, yeah, the thing about Minotaur is like, I, I know how drum bot feels, um, and our, I mean, obviously, our four wheel drive bot doesn't drive like Minotaur, but like, I, I feel like I can imagine that. I can't really imagine what it's like to drive a robot that when you get under someone, you click a button and they're like ten feet in the air. That just seems amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, and then the and then the opposite direction, if you're Sawblaze, you bump into someone and then the next second they're ten feet one direction, just because you <laughs> smash into them so hard. <laughs> I would have liked to have driven that obstacle course with Hypershock. I would have been fine with that. That would be cool. Yeah. That would be I'm, pistol grip, though. Pistol grip. It's strange. Yeah, I, I mean, I've got an RC car that has that, but I can't imagine doing that in, like, a BattleBots arena. Yeah. Also, talk about an ankle breaker if you, make, if you mess up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. My I've, vote's going to be Shatter, by the way. That would be oh. fun, too. Gotta love a strafing robot. Strafing, yeah, strafing. All right, so favorite video game. Overwatch. Okay. I, I think right now it's Black Ops 4. All right. Solid answer. Solid answer. I got to say my, my all-time favorite <laughs> is San Andreas. Oh, GTA? <laughs> yeah. Can, that's all he can run on his laptop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I can't play Grand Theft Auto because if when I, when I start playing, I don't ever do any of the missions. I just really just ran, run up to the first person I see and punch him. Just because it's so, the physics are so funny. They just flop, start flopping on the ground, oh, and yeah. I just, I can't help it. I just have to punch somebody. Are you talking about the physics in GTA Five? Are you talking about the physics in G- GTA? Oh, probably, yeah, probably Five. That's yeah, the, you I mean, that's five. the one that I've gotten halfway through, and yeah, I, I haven't beaten it. I'm I mean, a sad I guess, person. I guess I'll add a fifth question that's kind of similar: um, PlayStation, Xbox, or PC? PC Master Race. Yeah, all day. PC Master Race. Ah, I feel Wait, hold on, Carl. Your laptop is not part of the PC Master Race. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the it uh, used to be decent. the P, 
PC Ancients. I can run Civilization 3 on it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he gets, he gets Starcraft like 1 FPS still runs. Oh, okay. See, that's, well, that's about what my last... I, I, I can't act like mine could do much more, but yeah, it's all right. That's fair. I mean, I guess if you guys got enough computing power, that's it's not too bad, but... All right. I, obviously, there's you know pluses in mind. You're part of the PC master race, kinda. Well, no, I just I have a PC that can run games. Yeah, but I it, I have it all. I have them all. I like I like variety. If I'd have thrown Nintendo in there, would that have changed any minds? No. Okay. Definitely. Fair enough. <laughs> all right. Well, we won't keep you guys. I'm sure it's uh you know. Are you guys back to school yet? I'm yep. not. No. <laughs> well. I guess actually we're the ones that are old, but you guys are college kids, so you're up yeah, late. But it, uh, it's past our bedtime. Nah, not quite. Yeah, I thought you were checking out at nine thirty. Oh, I you know I snuck off to take an energy drink. Uh, <laughs> All right, well, um, David, Carl, Tim, thank you guys so much for coming on. We appreciate it. Thank you. All Thanks, right. guys. Thanks, Ruba. Take care. So how was that? You got two interviews for the price of one this week. You know, the the, the Boston teams, Valkyrie and Hughes, they told me these robot kids were funny and good. I, I guess I got to trust them. It was a good I got to trust Jonathan now, you know. What, you didn't before? Oh, I did. I did. What made completely. you not trust him before? Was it the New Hampshire pizza? Connecticut pizza, right? Oh, New, that, Haven. Oh, New Haven. New Haven, that's, Connecticut. Yeah. yeah. No, I've I've heard that was good stuff too. No, no, Jonathan does right by us, so I, I trust him. I just I wanted <laughs> to have them on after a match, so we kind of I think the last two we were out of town both yeah. times. So no, that was cool. Even though um, yeah, it was not their finest hour in that match, but they're a good team. They're going to be back, and I'd say probably make that leap next season to like you know playoff contender. I guess. Although we can discuss right now. Well, I, I just want to say, I wish they could. I don't. I don't remember if we talked about this during or after the interview, but how they wanted to decorate Ribot. I, I wish they could have done that, but that it would have truly been horrific. Oh yeah, with the red foam and the ketchup packets. <laughs> That'd been sweet. I think I only got to hear about half of that conversation, so that would have been. But yeah, that would have been funny. Just blood and guts everywhere. It's good. That's good. Oh, yeah, that might have been after when uh, when you ended up going to the bathroom. Yeah, that's usually it's me ducking out for something. You but. Forget Science Channel Extra. That's like Cinemax Channel Extra yeah. or something. <laughs> that's that's one that re- truly does get YouTube to pull your video. <laughs> yeah, oh. some serious animal cruelty there. So I uh, will. You know, we're not going to do in depth on all these fights. Yeah, but we'll just just, just a sen- uh, Give me a sentence on some of these. Okay, so we'll just go down the list here. Uh, Duck and Quantum. Um, yum. Duck was a sandwich. Yeah, I mean, he said it, it just, you know, it fit perfectly yeah. there, I guess, and those teeth. Duck's always going to have some matches that are just not great matchups for him. I will say this, though. Flippers and crushers, apparently. You know, we love how I think he's missing Hannah on the weapon, because I don't know what's going on with it this year, where their their plan just seems to be have like an epileptic seizure with that thing the entire fight yeah it's, and it's it could have cost him against um lockjaw i thought because the weapon oh, i think it definitely did 
Like the weapon control in that was subpar, I will say. And it well, wasn't and any versus better. Quantum too. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah, it's we should definitely get Hal on again after the season and just ask him about that. Like maybe it's just a harder weapon to control. Like yeah, maybe it's just got so much more power. It could be. I mean, I, I don't think he's gonna like throw his teammate under the bus. No, but... I I honestly don't think it's a control issue. I think it's more of a design issue honestly it it kind of seemed like they were trying to figure it out during the matches sometimes and i don't know if that's the greatest place to beta test okay we did more than a sentence yep. on that so uh blacksmith and captain shredderator um well we had shredderator put those uh i don't even know what to call those like the hammer useless prongs or something like the hammer stoppers i want to i don't know whatever they were they didn't work captain shredderator broke yeah, it kind of looked like Al was just saying, wait till they smoke, because it's going to happen. Yeah, and we call that the usual. <laughs> yeah, I know uh, they were a replacement this season, so kind of understandable, I guess. Um, yeah, I would like to see him work a little better at some point. I mean, it's it's fun seeing the spinner shells. Yeah, but it's, like you said, though, it, it would be nice to see them be able to finish a match. Yeah. Uh, Lockjaw and Bombshell. Well, there you go again. There's another 0-4 team that just can't quite put it together. And um, somehow they're going to win the last chance Rumble and get to the final eight. Yeah, I guess we'll, we'll see <laughs> in the playoffs, Dan Hammer. Enjoy. And then so next is Tombstone and Gruff. Obviously, we talked about that at length. Uh, Gruff, tough bot. Very. And I, I think they somebody's playing with the cat toy over oh, yeah. here. <laughs> That's um, what I hear. <laughs> I, I think they've, with that loss even I, I think they probably earned their right to come back yeah so um we'll see them again i think if they make some tinkers on that that's you know that's still a good bot to deal with in, in the future uh we also kind of talked about end game and saw or end game and cobalt you know yes and no um end game again just showed what they are sometimes capable of there i mean um with taking the plow off of cobalt Apparently they launched that thing into the damn ceiling. Well, and that like that little wedge, it seems like it's so flimsy. I, like that's, on cobalt, yeah, that's clearly their weakness. And it's when like it's you gone, just knock that off, and it's useless. When it's gone, their their um their vertical spinner is pretty much useless. Yeah, because it you, doesn't feed up into it. So no, and then so they launched the wedge, and then they launched cobalt. And those oh yeah, were, that, was, that was. If they do, you know, like a last year, I've seen a lot of those like top 10 biggest hits sort of things. That'll be on there. That's a sure. top three candidate right yeah, there. For sure. Uh, then Ribot and Sawblaze talked about that one too. But no, I mean, I guess not as much. Uh, Sawblaze pretty much had their way with them. Uh, cool looking frog, though, on the top of Ribot. Yeah, and apparently we're, we're recording this the next day. Sorry, Magic. Apparently they're playing Overwatch right now. Yeah. Jameson and uh, David <laughs> from Ribot. So, so clearly to, no hard feelings. He's trying to even it out on the battlefield of Overwatch <laughs> right now. And then maybe the biggest surprise of the night was Death Roll and Rotator. Death Roll going to 4-0, and just absolutely taking it to Rotator. So we're not going to see the spinning pizza shells on rotator at all this yeah, I year i guess huh? not uh it's like i said I'm, I'm i'm almost positive that they said that something broke in it like before the season even started and so they couldn't use the the pizza discs which i mean then it then to me it's not really rotator but no and it stinks i mean you saw 
some of Victor's driving skills there. I saw like the spinorama that he likes to do a couple yeah. of times. But, but it's then, not quite the same when you don't have the two rotating blades on there. Yeah, and then it's also not the same when the one bar you do have on there snaps in half, and then the other half snaps off, and you, you're basically useless. Yeah, endgame, <laughs> I mean... Death roll. Death roll, yeah. That's a top three bot now, right? I think so. Just I think it, it is just because of the self-writing mechanism. That thing is awesome. Yeah, I mean, we could did, argue... Did you notice that they actually put a sheath on the knife... No, when they when they roll it out it's as part of their like safety precautions, I guess that's very nice of them. It's a, it's a I th- thought it was a cool little touch. <laughs> yeah, they're that's a good. I mean, like I said, I think it's um, you know, I'd have to say Bite Force, Witch Doctor, and Death Roll right now. One, two, three. Yeah, Death Roll, the only four no robot so far. You know the the other thing I was going to say about Endgame is just nothing surprises me with them if you told me if i didn't see fights that week and you texted me and said in game beat witch doctor i'd be like okay i could totally see that and if you texted me and said in game lost to breaker box i would also be like okay i could also see that too it's yeah. it's so weird with them i mean it's it's a vicious weapon if they ever put it together they're gonna be really nasty well and part of some of their downfall is that the self-writing doesn't always work. So sometimes when they get flipped over, they can't get back right side up. So I know they lost at least one match that way this year. So. Yeah, it's it's another, it's a young team. They're going to make some mistakes, and but I think they're probably going to figure it out. You know, they got some smart kids on that team. All right, well, the time has come, sir, for you to pick a stud of the week. You know what? I'm going with Gruff in a losing effort. Oh, I am going I with I knew Gruff. you were going to say that. Knew you were going to say that. What? Of course it's Death Roll. You, you, can, you could say that, too. You could say it's Endgame. I could make a case for it. Endgame was my number yeah, two. I could, too, but I just, I don't know. Gruff is my one, Endgame is my 1A, but I would say Gruff in that showing could not have done much more in that fight. I'll just say this. Cobalt was knocked out of my top five this week. That, yeah, they're two and two. flimsy little you wedge. You can't really... You can't really leave a two and two team because they may not make the playoffs, and it's not going to be a shock if they do. Um, let me see. Sorry, I'm going to pick my dud of the week. Sorry, Shredderator. Yeah, it's either Shredderator <laughs> Bombshell, right? Uh, yeah, Bombshell I looked mean, okay though against uh, Lockjaw. Yeah, I, they did get a good hit in the beginning of the fight, but again, Bombshell is. is it's like the same boat as Captain Shredderator. You basically just drive around and wait for it to break itself. Essentially, yeah. So you, you could wait I, out. Yeah, you could go. Teams. You could go either way with that. So yeah, I was hoping between the two, I was hoping one might get that token Sub Zero win. <laughs> you know that? Okay, you didn't. You didn't drive all the way here that's just gonna, to lose. That's going to be the. That's going to be the final match. It's going to be Bombshell versus Shredderator. Do it. Let's. <laughs> Have that like one of those YouTube extras. Just one of you getting a win this season. All right, folks, that'll do it for this week on Breaking Bots. Uh, like our Facebook page. Yeah, again, huge thank yous to everybody yes. that was part of the uh, podcast today. That yeah, was we fantastic. Had from Team Gruff and Team Ribot. Yeah, all you guys, I, I hope to speak with them all again because it's, and we have spoken with Gruff before and we will again, but yeah, Ribot, fun team can't wait to see them back next season all right folks that'll do it we'll see you next week
Music for the Breaking Bots podcast is courtesy of Dan Moriarty and his band A Troop of Echoes, available on Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Music. You can also check out his website, a troop of echoes, all one word, dot bandcamp.com.